Welcome to episode 12 of Hawaii the Togcast. I am not standing or sitting next to, but speaking opposite to via the magical world of the internet with my co-host, Mr. <laughs> Sir Ross Johnson from AGX Media. How are we doing, sir? Are we all right? Did you just say AGX Media? <laughs> no, I definitely said R. RGX. Yeah, mate. It's yeah. my ears. But yeah, um, yes, I'm doing great, mate. Thank you very much. I think with you saying that now, you, I'm going to have to stick like a post-it note next to me. Uh, <laughs> laptop, just see I'm not standing next to you next week. <laughs> Do you know what it is? Well, when, it, when it comes to doing these live podcasts eventually, which we have talked about doing, if it gets traction, you're going to you're gonna be caught off uh, offside, yeah, with when you actually do have to stand next to us or sit next no, to us. Yeah, I'm, sta- I'm standing at home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the computer uh, with my own. <laughs> no, how are you? You all right? Yeah, mate, it's, uh, it's been... Um... A busy week, really, compared to last. Um, it just a lot of stuff. See, stuff's happened with sport and the like, and then um, off the back of last night's uh, win, it was nice to win at home. Was, um, there, was there a game on last night? By the way, couldn't tell. Oh, oh no, yeah, um, <laughs> uh, Jesus. But uh, yeah, it was just <laughs> it was nice, nice to uh, be able to see us um, win at home this season. Because obviously, I missed the Southampton game earlier a few weeks ago, but. Uh, under those uh, treacherous conditions last night, that was a real test of character for myself rather than uh, bottling it like I did last season a few times. <laughs> but, uh, I'm sure we'll get into it, but I mean, I'm, I'm all good. It's just uh, looking forward to um, the not the derby this weekend, the clash as the club have been advertising it uh, against Middlesbrough. But apart from that, I'm, I'm sound. How about you? How's life been with Morpeth and other things? It's got it's been good, mate. Um, unfortunately, the club went out of the third round of the FA Cup, which normally when a club lo- normally when the club loses, I, um, I, I I take it I take it on the chin because it, it's it's bound to happen. But I just it really irked us that we got knocked out of the FA Cup because I fucking love a good FA Cup run, yeah. and it just knocked the wind out of sails a little bit. Uh, we lost to Whitby um, on a very dubious penalty. I'm gonna say, and it might come across bitter, but when you hear the players saying the referee said I clattered into him, and you look at the replay or the highlights, and like it was literally just not even a coming together. Like the, like literally the guys felt a bit of contact, and he just threw himself on the floor and got a penalty. Um, but other than that, no. Last week we'll do, we'll go on about it. I've, I think I've rediscovered my my landscape bug again, um, but we'll get into that much later. Yeah, yeah. I was honestly, I don't know where it's come from, um, but I managed to to get out a bit more, uh, which was great. And yeah, nothing other than that. It's just I think I've just keep myself busy. Uh, my back's healing up nicely, so I think I'm I've got a bit more confidence about going out with the camera and going for an actual walk compared to what I couldn't do, say. This time last month, where I could literally walk about ten minutes, and my back was killing. Um, but no, mate, I'm good. I'm all good. I'm all good. That's what we like to hear. So what we're gonna do is crack on because um, as we we're both, as we were talking about over the, the episodes, you know, the progression of not just myself but Ross more so how he's just like went from strength to strength, and you know, he's he's now I think he's on he's on fire. He's on form. And you got to cover the England v Scotland game, the women's uh, side at the Stadium of Light. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we, we all had in the back of our heads. We all thought that it was this would be the the World Cup homecoming, um, but it wasn't meant to be. But either way, Ross, how was it? Yeah, just with you saying that, I think at the time when 
the game was announced, the England um, women's team were well into the, the depths of the um, the World Cup at the time. So I kind of fall for it and thinking, oh, well, it's going to be at the stadium. Um, why not put myself forward for it? But there's going to be a lot of people within the agency I'm doing stuff for, whether they'd want to obviously probably travel across the length and breadth of the country for it, or whether there's already allocated like position for someone who's been covering, whether it's England men's or whatever games. Um, I just saw this opportunity with it being on my doorstep being at the Stadium of Lights, so I thought, well, why not put myself forward? Worst case, if you don't get it, we'll just obviously move on. But if it, if you do, then it's just, again, something else to add to the like list of things that you never thought you'd get a chance to do and just go for it, really. Um, but you're right, yeah, it would have been great if, obviously, if the, the women's team went on to win the World Cup. They were very unlucky, and that would have been like a, a real great thing to get a photo of um, on the night. But as I say it just wasn't a B. But nevertheless, um, the occasion was it was great. Just it was just manic to see what like um, like Sullen's media room, the difference compared to what it's like on a normal match day. Mm-hmm. Because obviously the FA, their like media suite and everything kind of took control, and inside the media room was like a, a huge stage built. <laughs> like <laughs> it's not not the biggest of rooms, but they had like this biggest stage for like more cameras and. Oh, it was just, it was absolutely like chocker inside the, um, the the side room for where the photographers can go. So to see like a lot of people coming on that bigger stage, uh, like people flying in from all sorts coming across the country for the for the occasion. So it was kind of like, right, Sunderland games are one thing, you know, and it's still like England in the day, all the busyness that comes with it, it was a lot of um, like who's who and all that that were there. So to see that from like a, like being in the room and kind of just to soak it all in was kind of like a different experience altogether. Um, but it didn't really tell the tale of the night because I had an absolute meltdown during <laughs> the game. <laughs> what is it with you and meltdowns? It, uh, I seem I seem every I, I time think, I seem to I catch up with you, you have a meltdown of some sort. Now this I'm, I'm, I'm this stems back to earlier in the week, which was a few weeks ago, and we went down to um, the groin. Right, because it was that week. So, the the one camera body I had on me when we were taking obviously those shots, you're shooting raw, um, and what I forgot to do, scootle boy error, which I did on my other camera body. When I'm doing stuff for the the, the football, I'm I'm saving me photos and like like the higher, um, not the high resolution, but higher format JPEG compared yeah. to like the lower smaller formats of it. So I'm always like setting that as default for when I'm covering the sport, having the smaller files, just send them across. But um, yeah, we were the camera body that I went to the groin with you, yeah, uh, we were shooting raw, and I forgot to reset it, didn't I? So my main body that I was using, JPEG, fine, getting like the pre-match visuals, the players warming up and everything, all good to go, no problem whatsoever. And then my other camera body, it was still in raw, I don't know why the penny didn't drop because I'm taking all these shots, just looking down the barrel of the lens, firing away, happy, snappy, no problem. And then even when I'm getting the photos off the memory cards and editing during the game, while the game's going on, still penny hasn't dropped. I'm coding it, players who the players are, renaming, you name it, editing the photos and saving them ready to send across to the server. And as I'm doing that, I'm trying to send about six or seven photos of the players and the um and the manager and the like. 
and it's popping up on my screen saying it's going to take about 17 hours to send across to the <laughs> server. And I'm going, 17 hours? What the hell? And that's when it like here is. I went, no. Grab my camera body, look down, like just to have a quick look down the screen. And here they are, all the files, like shooting in raw. And I like <laughs> just that moment where like I wanted the grounds to swallow us up. <laughs> <laughs> so the other photos went across fine, no problem. But these ones are like taking like forever. And I'm trying to like having a mass panic thinking, right, how can I half the size of the the files and the quality without like losing the quality sorry of the images to get them across this server oh like all the madness is going around obviously the fans are jubilant england are scoring and i'm like trying to still get these photos editing and stuff while i'm having that massive meltdown it was just horrible mate it's like oh i wouldn't wish it me worst <laughs> <laughs> I just can't see. I just don't understand how you get in these situations. Like I know that, as as we're all photographers, we are going to have those little lapses of concentration or little bit little mistakes that happen. But mate, I see, every time it seems to be some kind of major event, you're right in the thick of it, and not oh. in a good way. Like Ed Sheeran, where you almost got chucked out. Now yes. this, like <laughs> I, I think me and me and the stadium just have like this like love hate relationship, like. Um... Like, oh, yeah, well, you can do this, but however, this is the obstacle you've got to overcome. And I don't know if it's just, like, to learn from it or whatever, but I'm thinking, like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a qualifying, like, UEFA, like, like, game for the women's team, and I'm, like, right in the thick of it here, and I'm doing, like, this has happened, how do you overcome it? And obviously, from, from that point onwards, the rest of the shots, like, obviously, were fine, no problem, but it was, like, there was, like, a gap of... X amount of photos that just weren't going across. So right. I'm having like, although I wasn't getting like pressured or messaged from the guys back at the server, it was kind of you, you feel as if it's like, you know, it's coming sort of thing. So how right. do you adapt? Um, I managed to get like enough across during the game, but it was like that void of numbers from one to the other were missing. Um, and it was only when I got about to see it full time, they got on Twitch saying, we've noticed that there's a gap here, is, is everything okay? And I was like, oh yeah, it's fine. Um, I don't know if there's an issue with the connection. Uh, to be, a bit, a bit, I'm not saying that this is like the, the issue, because I know I've, I've fucked up there, big style. Mm. Um, but the, the actual connection inside the stadium was absolutely rotten. Like Aww. even everyone around us who were like there for, you know, the major agency names, you name like Press Association and Getty and whoever else. Um, at least I think they were there. Um, they were complaining tenfold that there was just barely any, and they were all wired up, and they were getting like really not not doing at all compared to what I was doing. So that kind of gave us comfort, thinking well, it's not just me yeah, <laughs> who's I... having uh, <laughs> issues. Because apparently, from what I was told, one of the guys I don't know if they work for the, the peer or whatever, he had to leave the stadium. I don't know if it was during the game or something, whether it was half time. I had to walk towards near where the uh, where your bridge is, you just to him. be able to ping the information. It's what I got told um, recently. I had to get like just far away from the stadium, just so he could get some like connection across to sh send his files to wherever they needed to go. Jesus. And I'm like, fuck. Well, you know, he's obviously doing this a lot longer than I am. He's having a lot, a lot more major issues, and he's me pissing about with file sizes, you know, so I took comfort in that thing, well, it wasn't just me, so as long as it was, I was the only one who was the idiot, and everyone else was like, 
firing away, it's all going good. So I think it, it just goes to show you could be probably at your your highest end game and things can still go wrong. Mm. Um so although I was I was having a bit of a I was ill from <laughs> from, from the whole thing. I kind of realise it's probably not all as bad, knowing that other people are kind of suffering Aye. as well as I am. That says a lot, though. Like, if, 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 even if the best of the best are having to take, like, well, apparent um, measures to get the the work done, that's bad. That likely, so. <laughs> Again, I have no idea what happened with regards to the connection, or whether it was like kind of overloads and I was laughing at whether, whether this played into it I don't know but like during the game where I'm kind of hoping for the best because most all the ports have been taken anyway so I was just purely relying on like Wi-Fi that's in there or my phone connection just having some sort of like well the tiniest fraction of connection in there to get these files across and at one point where I was I actually connected seeing files ascending so I was like just don't move don't touch the phone or anything just to <laughs> keep this going and no sooner as that happened his 40 or thousand people start pulling out the phones putting the torch on waving around as if they're at a bleak concert sort of thing all like the, the moms and dads and the kids and all that are like showing the torch to the crowd so it looks like there's all these little lights around the stadium and I'm just like in cycle put your fucking phones away <laughs> <laughs> all this like connection you, you're crippling the bandwidth I need this for like to get you files across or uh, like I, I was absolutely drained by the end of the night. It was I got everything across because by the time I got into the in the media room, the files and everything sent across no problem and it was not an issue. But mm. um, I think it was just that you know you're given this opportunity to you know get another thing to test yourself and oh I want to carry on. Oh sorry, like <laughs> but other than that though, what what was the subtle difference? Was was there any compared to say covering like a normal Sunderland match? Compared to covering a, an international match, um, I'd probably say the the level of uh, numbers that were there, because I suppose on a let's just take for example last night against Watford, um, midweek game, not much coverage for it. It's not going to be on Sky, so really it was just purely local like guys only there really. Where for the in game it was just like people coming from God knows all angles like you could squash like sardines in that room in that uh in the media room before even after the game trying to get a space and a spot was just a, a challenge in itself so just like realizing when you're going up like up levels like you know there's people there who would like kind of i wouldn't say it's like doggy dog but it felt like there was uh you know now you've like, eaten at a bigger like a you know bigger table really with like other like well-known photographers there and I wouldn't say it was intimidating far from it, but you're kind of like stepping back to think right if I want to kind of get to this level I've got to kind of try and like mix up a bit and try and you know start networking a bit and talking around and because you never know you might see them at a future game somewhere else and you can always relate back to previous conversations you know so yeah it was um again just different level obviously it's an international thing but um yeah it was a uh, a really interesting night um yeah good 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 opportunity for you good experience more so to be fair like when you're covering an international game so yeah no. i came away from it just thinking like oh like you know things again just now even more so since then every every time i'm checking me before i even leave the house i'm checking like set my cameras and everything making sure we fill the sets are correct 
I was doing that anyway, but I think it was just like that early in the week, thinking I thought how he'd done it. And I, I was looking at the other camera body, it was fine. I just assumed the other one was, again, coinciding with that, but it wasn't a B. But uh, in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't the worst thing that happened. It was just more of like, uh, you know, you're trying to, you, someone's relying, you're getting something across, and you've made a little mistake like this. It was just, yeah, and you learn from it. That's good. That's good. Well done. Hopefully, there's more. Um, sort of like those kind of grand scale events if if they've come to say um, to Stadium of Light or that stadium down the road or up the road whatever you want to call it um, or even somewhere like Wembley for you mate that'd be good for you yeah I mean that's probably one of the games I think we're talking like on the, the book list episode like a, a venue you'd like to go to and I think Wembley has got to be like um, a place to go because I mean I know now that like, you've got a National League accreditation, even if you weren't doing a CFO or like Southern or whoever, there's that door open if you wanted to cover any of the National League like finals I'd go to Wembley. Because um, I was talking to Scott Llewellyn last night. You know, Scott, he's obviously the, one of the photographers for Hartlepool. Aye. Um, I was talking to him quite a bit last night because he was covering um, the Watford game up here. Which got talked about, like say, like National League stuff, and he brought up that obviously he's he done Wembley. Um, I think it was just this season just gone there, um, and he covered that game. And he's just again one of them things, just experience, just to you know go down and have fun with it. And he said he highly recommended it. So he told us obviously the challenges of going like driving down early hours and doing the full game and driving back straight after late that night because he didn't do a stopover. So it was like all those little things in between that you. The people just think, oh, you're going in there to take photos and that's it. So it has its own challenges of travel and all sorts and expense. But um, the fact you get the National League accreditation gives you that door open and chance to, if you want, go to Wembley. Um, you can do still wrong. I think you have to, you know, jump through hoops with the agency. You can obviously apply for it that way if that is the case. So who knows? Um, you just never know. But that's definitely something I would, I would love to do just to see, like, I've, I've been there and, I'm, you know, can always stick that on the old uh, CV, I suppose. No, 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 fair play, you mate. Well done. Well done for doing that. It, it's I'd love to do shit like that eventually. Like, but I just don't have I just don't have the gear just yet. I don't have two cameras. I don't have a six thousand millimeter lens like you do. Like I don't have a telescope yet. So maybe one day. So I'll I'll let you lead the line for for the time being, but then uh, I'll, I'll be I'll be trying to chase you up <laughs> recording those kind of events like so well, what we'll do is move on to the next topic which I, I didn't really decide until like I think I, I did think about it to be fair and it was like how if you've listened to the episode over the past couple of weeks me and Ross have made it outstandingly and abundantly clear that we have had absolutely no motivation to get out and do landscape stuff but is that correct Ross? Yeah I mean it's, um, I think we, we had that like dry spell of just having no like motivation or no real desire to kind of like really finish work and you think right quickly pack me bag I'm gonna go out and chase the sunset I need to be at this particular point of reference or whatever I, I think we'll probably could see when we first started we would we were out all the time right me I'm doing my thing you're doing your thing and I, I see I think as time's gone it's kind of fizzled up but I've noticed I've, like probably yourself having like more of a bit of more push to try and 
get out and do it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I think once you do a bit and it kind of comes off, you start to get that bit of a spark back. And, um, you know, we did the stuff down like South Shields. I've done stuff up like Pensha recently. And I, I know you've been doing a few other things. Do you want to share what you've been doing more recently on your side? Then? I, th- I, when the Aurora was supposed to come down for a second time, I went down with my mate and just took some like long exposure shots of the groin. Um and caught some beauties like of the of the growing lighthouse just like just with the piercing light going towards the horizon. Yeah. Um. Oh, thank you. Um. What well, did you compliment me? Oh, were you seen you got a similar shot? I didn't hear you. No, I'm saying like, the shot you put out. I was like when you put it up, I, I said straight out of messages. So I was class. That oh. It was a really good shot. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't take compliments <laughs> very well, as you can tell. Um. But yeah, I, t- I took a couple of those shots. Uh, you know, the that area is renowned for like for planes coming like coming over to spin round to head back to Newcastle Airport. So I I got a couple of shots where they were just like that long leading light. Some of them looked pants. Some of them all right. Others I just had to get rid of the light because it looked naff. But I was quite happy with some of the pictures that I've got. Um, they've even I've I've picked one to go in the calendar. So that's a bonus point for me. Um, and then I. I, I I was off last week because of the Ryder Cup, so you know, from Friday to Sunday, I did nothing but just sit in the house. From six o'clock in the morning, I got up, watched the, the entire coverage until six o'clock in the evening. Went out for a fraction on Friday just to get some fresh air. Saturday was more with day. Sunday was Ryder Cup Sunday, uh, and I did nothing again until it finished around. I think it was six. Um, and I thought, I looked outside and I thought, you know what, It's gold. it looks like a tiny little golden hour. So I got me drone, got me, I put my camera in my bag just in case. And just took the drone out for a couple of shots and got some really nice shots of South Shields, like from like North Shields perspective. Got a couple of videos as well of like, a, luckily I managed to catch a boat um, coming in. Um, I followed that with the drone. I put it on my Instagram page today, I think, or was it the other day? Um... And then just just pan up towards the the sunset, and it was just it was really nice just to get out for that hour and just like fly the drone and just get some pictures and try and think creatively what can I take pictures of and what would look good and stuff like that. And then, um, uh, as I, I, I at the same time I thought, well, I'm gonna get out for a walk because I need to just test me back out a little bit. Um, and I wanted I, I walked up the stairs. If if anyone knows South Shields really well, the the stairs that are quite near the ground, which they look horrific, and walking up them, they are running up them's even worse. Do not recommend. Um, so I, you know, had a walk up them, had a quick look to see if I can get a picture of something. I couldn't. I just got around with the phone and started taking pictures of, of the marine park. Just, just having bits of like photo shots and street shot things, and just putting them away for editing later. And yeah, mate. And then I, then I come to like the the end of me walk, and I just, I saw like I saw one photographer down there. Um, I think it's a is a Ian Sprout. I think he is. He's called. I saw him taking pictures. I was, I walked past him. What are you taking a picture of? Like, there's nothing to take a picture of. Um, and then I just thought, all right, fair enough. He's probably seen like the lighthouse or something like that. And then I've walked past, and then um, I <laughs> right in the corner of my eye, I saw like an orange globe on the horizon, and I was like, what the fuck? Oh no, it's a harvest moon. I completely forgot it was the harvest moon. So you could kind of think it was the universe's way of saying, Michael, get yourself down to the coast, uh, go and get some drone shots, but just stay around for a little bit because there's a reason to. Now, I'm probably 
the worst person in the world when it comes to being organised. So unless it's for like a shoot or like for Morpeth, I'm shit hot. Bang, night before, batteries are charged, batteries are checked, memory cards are cleared and backed up. I go through my camera to make sure that everything is is firing and I'm set. That's Morpeth, an event, anything, right? When it comes to just like out the, off the cuff photography, I am at sixes and sevens. So luckily I put the camera in my bag, but I didn't have a tripod. So I was like, shit, I can't take a picture of this moon handheld. I tried and it looked shit. So luckily, and I like to think oh, this is a, a, a bit of a plus, I've got a little bit of common sense and a little bit of creativity in there. So I found a bench, set the, luckily the 70-200mm lens that I've got has that little hook where you attach the tripod. Yeah. And I put that on the bench and I thought, this has got this is either all or nothing. Because I'm either gonna do this or I'm gonna be lying down like a like a SOCOM sniper with my camera like lying on the floor, just like holding this steady just to try and get a picture of the shot. Because at the same time, when the, the moon was rising, a boat was coming in, uh, and no one else was getting this picture. I can guarantee you that. No one else was getting this picture. So I was like, I've got to get this snap here or else I'm gonna miss a trick. So I'm literally just trying to panic and figure out and figure out like play the different settings. I was literally panic setting. I was just literally just twiddling all kinds of settings on the camera before I got it right. And then I just managed to somehow get it steady. And I got a couple of good shots. And I think what's followed from that is the Northern Lights. So when the Northern Lights happened, that got me out of the house and I got a bit of confidence from that. So I thought, all right, now I can do it maybe with this. And now I've kind of got the, what that little that itch that you've got with when you, when you took that amazing video, by the way, of the monument. Um, if you haven't seen it, go and have a look. It's unbelievable. Like, this is why this is why I think we're starting to get that itch back because you know we're at that point at the time where leaves are starting to change color, which we've mentioned. Um, yeah. Autumnal colors are kicking in. The sunsets are arriving a lot earlier, so it means we don't have to wait till about ten o'clock before a sunset practically. Um, and it's gold, and these kind of golden hours are class. So, yeah, mate. Like that, I, I think I'm starting to find me love again of of landscapes particularly around south shields i think i think it's probably come at the right time as well mate because i think it's summer months are hard i mean don't get when you can get some great like, great shots throughout the whole summer when conditions are spot on um but like you say it's whether you're gonna be waiting get late on for a sunset and it might not even come so you've been waiting out for ages and you're wasting the full night where at least i know with like they're starting getting dark quite early now you won't have to wait as long. Plus, yeah. worst case, if you, if the sunset isn't as good and you've still got to back up the rest of the night, if you just want to go out and think, oh, well, I can go and do some street stuff or something else, light painting if you wanted to. So you've kind of got that like nice little medium going yeah. into these months. Um, but obviously, with the weather conditions starting to change, like leave colours and all sorts, which we've said before, um, to find that spark again, it's probably going to be coming at the right time because... Yeah, see, like for the summer months, I find it's hard. Obviously, it's your busier time, other stuff's going on, and if you're not kind of dedicated to doing purely landscape, I, I just find as if like take or leave it. But I'm again, since I've found conditions are getting like like more foggy days are coming up or something, or yeah. again, like you just got to kind of grab it while you can. And it, it's um, I'm starting to find a little bit for the time I may have free to want to get back out because. As soon as the autumn months are right with us, I'll be out most of the time. Yeah. Away from like between doing the stuff with the football. 
Yeah, no, I no, I can feel that as well. Like so, um, like going like just my menu went to the groin. Like even though the conditions weren't the best, we still managed to get out and, and get. And we actually persevered. We like normally people would just like feel that bit of breeze and go, nah, fuck it. We actually stayed for like what 10, 15 minutes extra just to actually make sure it wasn't bad. Um, so yeah, I can totally get it. What you mean? Like I think uh, there's gonna be times where I think we're gonna have to like may come up to you and. Because I think I need to get some shots of the pen show as well, like um, especially with the drone. I think that's I was missing. What you said, um, you obviously, because I saw your photograph with the um, with the ship and the moon. I don't know if you had the same issue with me, like because <laughs> like well, I was going back to the, the same shot of the other the other week where I was obviously hoping for the be like next to the lighthouse, but I just fucked that up big time. I thought <laughs> I, need to, I need to get one shot of something. <laughs> luckily, the little uh, sailboat was out on the out at sea. Um, but again, I think. People probably just see a photo and go, oh, obviously, yeah, if they, if they like the photo, then great. But it doesn't tell the full story. No, <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. Like, if 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 I showed that the picture, you'll have this as well, mate, and everyone else will have it if they do this as well. Like, you'll take a picture, and you know it's a banger, right? So all you got to do is literally tweak it a little bit to make it a bit more edgy, and you post it, and then everyone's like, oh, it's all right, and yeah, it's great, great picture, and you think, yeah, I'm happy with that, I'm really happy with that. But then... What people don't see is the carry-on that we have. So me, panic, fiddling with the camera, trying to get the right settings, and you like trying to fix your pictures for your for the agency. And then if you if I show the person like, okay, would you believe me if I opened if I showed this folder of, of the like fifty different t- pictures that I try to take of the same ship? And if you look at the, each one, it's either blurred, out of focus, too bright. It's too dark because I've not put the right exposure. It like the moon's just not looking sharp, and the boats out of everything. Honestly, if people could just see the amount of level of stress that I had to go through that little that little half an hour window of just like just watching, like <laughs> like just just panicking, just shit. I need to get this picture or else I'm gonna miss out. Dear God, like the, the, I need to I need to actually delete the pictures now. We're speaking of it because I'm not, I don't want to look at them pictures again. Like just the ones that I came out nice, I'm happy with. And I think there's only three out of the 40, 50 that I took. I think three came out fine. I think what you need to do is, I mean, I don't know if you've already got the app on your phone, but I think you need to make the investment in buying photo pills. <laughs> I think it'll tell you when, like this, the, like the stages of the moons are coming around. So and, at least yeah. you can make a note when the next full moon's going to be around. So whack it in your calendar. Mate, I've already done it. <laughs> I've already, I've already done. Someone came on Facebook saying the ne- when the next moon, full moon's going to be, and I was just like, it's going to be calendar. Nah, fuck yeah. it. I'm not missing on that again. Like so. Because I mean, it's it, that, that app. Obviously, I don't know if anyone has got themselves, but it, it is a it's classic app. It'll not just tell you like see. Like the condition of like the stages of the moon, it could tell you where your planner is, it'll tell you where the sun's likely to rise from, sunset, moonrise, you name it. It's got a load of little other things in there now, like it'll tell you like um, little things like what your exposure settings, if you're going to do any long exposure star trails, you name it. It's a class little lab, I think, from memory, it's, like, it's about a tenner. And like usually, when you see stuff on the app store or whatever, you think, I'll be in a tenner for that. But aye, it's an investment that, that's, that's been like. It was one of the apps I got like when I first started out, and it's been a godsend to use for planning in advance. Where you think if I'm going to go down and catch a sunrise the next morning, where do I need to be roughly? Again, it's a great little guy to go off. So if anyone hasn't got it, 
Uh, foot or pills is definitely something I would recommend uh, getting. It's, it doesn't break the bank to, to purchase. And I think it's, it's not one of those, I don't believe it's like a subscription thing where it'd be unlocked, but I haven't used it to its full capability. I think I've just paid like a one-off thing that it's worked fine. There's no like catching to keep paying it because I know some apps can be like that. But no, yeah, I recommend that. No, I think that's great. That's a good shout that because like even... Even for the apps like that, you it's you mentioned it's not a subscription thing, which can put a lot of people off. But I found if you just make the investment, um, that could be a good little tool in your arsenal. So you'll have your cameras and stuff like that. But if you like me, who's just not organized when it's not an organized event, um, stuff like that can be very very helpful. So hopefully, Photo Pills, that's the name of the app, um small little asterisks here we're not getting paid to advertise this app just to make it quite abundantly clear um if you got if you get that app um use it to how ross will and how i probably will now because now i'm aware of it didn't know i was aware so um that'll be quite helpful for next time that is going to be a was it busy when you were down nah, when dead getting... dead dead absolutely dead i think there was only ian that was down there um and that was it so as I, like I mentioned, I, I don't think anyone else got the shot I did. So I feel quite proud that I managed to... I like to say, like, the thing is at the minute, right, Morpeth players um, have called me Mr. Right Place at the right time. I don't know if I've mentioned it before on the pod they previously. Don't know the full story, do they? No, they probably don't. <laughs> like, so for me, when I cover Morpeth, I've got to try and get the goals. I don't always get them. Right, and I'll admit that because sometimes the goals can happen out of nothing when I'm like trying yeah. to just like you know if, if if George the cameraman who's who's not there I have to like double shift, so sometimes I have to focus on the photography more than the video stuff, um, so sometimes I miss a goal and it happens and it's a bit of a running joke with me and, and Ross the media manager there at Morpeth Town, but nine times out of ten I'll get the goal and I always seem to be at the right place at the right time and now it's like a thing called like the, the skip by Jeff Anderson calls me Mr. Right Place at the right time so um, I'm going to formally put that towards where I was at, for the harvest when I was right place at the right time and I definitely think I'm I'm, de- I'm definitely a big believer of the, of the universe pushing in, in little avenues and things like that and I definitely think it was the universe's way of saying right I'm going to give you a push because you've got outside. Here's a little incentive for you to try and keep outside as much as you can. And and then there was the harvest moon. So um, another picture that will go on the calendar. So I'm quite happy with that as well. And I was just quite happy how it came out. Like all it, it just took a little bit of a tweak to make the, the moon a little bit red than it was on the camera. Um, but no, I was really happy with that. It's it really good to get in into the into the swing um, of landscapes again. And hopefully that it'll, our feed will start to drip feed into that between now and say when it's like hardcore winter yeah i mean it's 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 good to start getting now especially when the weather conditions are changing these crisp mornings are starting to appear and i think um it'll give you the opportunity especially to start thinking outside the box rather than going potentially for like the generic usual like look of things so you're being presented an opportunity to get like a, a ship with a with the moon out there um like it's a similar thing happened to me. Most people are getting photographs of the lighthouse down the seafront. I just kind of thought I'll get this one as a backup and intend it'd be me better one. Probably Aye. a better outcome than it did. So like these things can happen. So I suppose I wouldn't say it's advice, but 
I'd say if, if you are going out with it, every intention of saying, right, I want to be here for this spot, I want to get this, always kind of like just look around it, see what other things or other angles or other things could come, you could factor into play, whether you can change your focal, you don't have to be all like centered at like say a tip of a lighthouse or whatever, you can kind of, if you've got other lenses to your, within your kit or whatever, just look around to see what's available and, and try different compositions because you just never know that one photo you've had all intentions of getting might not come off but you might have a backup plan or just something by fear could happen could turn out to be actually better than what the original uh, plan was yeah i agree so it's, it's always have a plan b basically because sometimes plan a just doesn't work um always have a backup plan and get there in plenty of time to warm up as uh, and i'm giving myself advice just be prepared use that photo pill app to give yourself a heads up um and good luck with it. It'd be great to actually see some if people listen to this, it would be great to actually see some examples of what you've been taking over, say, the summer and the early stages of autumn. So if you've if you've been out with the camera, tag us in it. Like we love to share stuff like that because we've had a couple of people who have tagged us in listening to the podcast, which is great, so thank you. But also it'd be great to see people just like, you know, even if it if it's one or two pictures of people saying, Look, I listen to it, I want to try it, what do you think? Would happily share it. Like we're not gonna share, not gonna give it like criticism or be like it's a shit, it's awful. Don't do this. Literally just want to share it because you've done the work and we want to share it with people. That's what I, that, for me personally. That 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 would be a great like outcome to have. I don't know about you, mate. Yeah, what about Sammy? I'm I'm you know what I mean I could talk about photography and that freaking all day. Need be no problem with that. So I'd like if anyone wants to share some of their work. I'm not saying like again go down the whole be an arsehole and say, oh, critique it far from it. If you want, like, me opinions, it's fair enough, I'll give you, but obviously I'm not going to be, like, an arsehole. If you want, like, constructive stuff, I can say, well, this is what, I, maybe it's what I would do differently if it was me. Um, but apart from that, I'd love nothing better if someone to share that with and say, look, I, I went out off the back of hearing you or whatever you said and went out and got this, what do you think? Or what do you, is there anything I need to do differently or whatever? Little things like that, I'm more than happy to just share the input, but at the same time, I, I want to hear like your story. Why did you go out for, was this a particular thing you wanted to capture, or did it kind of, again, was it feared, like you you going for something else, or were you just going out just to have fun with the camera, and this is what you come up with? Just all the little stories, I, I'm interested to hear, so I say, yeah, what Michael says, if you want to share, talk, feel free to tag us, you know, drop a DM or whatever, I'm more than happy to hear it. Yeah, like, it'd be great to hear people to, to share their experiences, and Speaking of sharing experiences, <laughs> right, it, for a bit of context, if people are unaware of what we're going to talk about next, um, Ross was saying that, you know, he wanted to, to push himself rather than just do new, to do the, the Sunland stuff, which is fine. Um, I wouldn't, you know, I'd, I'd have a bit of a rib with him for it, but I would never take it to a point of where he experienced, which we'll get onto, but... Um, Ross got the opportunity to, to head to what we would class as the enemy, um, but on a professional level, it's a gig. Uh, Ross got to go to St. James's Park, and what game was it again? Remind us again what you were covering, Newcastle versus? Yeah, Newcastle versus Brentford in the league. So it wasn't a classic by any stretch of the matter, um, but unfortunately, which was really fucking annoying, is... Ross, you, you unfortunately got a little bit of heat, and I say, well, I say a little bit of heat. You got quite a bit of heat for doing something you enjoy, didn't you? I did, mate. Fancy that. Fancy getting abused for something you enjoy doing. 
or it's going to have no real bearing on anyone else's life. But uh, <laughs> I suppose if I murder or anything, I suppose in some people's eyes it was up there with it. Um, but yeah, it, what an experience it was. It was just obviously kind of presented to us too, is because in that, that month, um, oh, September, there was kind of like a gap where I had nothing like kind of planned. So as I mentioned, I think on a previous episode, like the agency got and asked us if I fancied uh, doing it. So again, we're, we're back and forth, joking about it stuff, and they were kind of saying, look, if it's obviously something you want to do, you've got to kind of take your Sullen fan hat off. You've got to put like, your photographer hat on sort of thing. And I, Which I knew, well, we just made like daft little like, jokes and references about it, but I thought like, you know, if flip this round, if I support Newcastle and someone in that position, would I be thinking, do I turn this down? Probably not. You would still go and like think, I need these opportunities don't get presented to you very often. So you've kind of got to, you know, grab it while you can. Like I started my first game was um another twenty one game back in January twenty twenty two. And then like to go from that to, you know, it wouldn't have to be in Newcastle, it could have been any other team in the um Premier League if I was across the country this could have been like opportunity presented as I couldn't see it or no because if I don't like the opposing team you've got to kind of just see it as like it's it's other people will be like snapping your hand off for the opportunity to get this type of thing so you've just got to just go ahead and think well you know there's probably a million other places in the world I'd rather be right. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> got to just go with it see how it goes and you know and i went into this like you know laughing thinking oh well i'm, I'm supporting brentford for the day <laughs> but uh yeah the experience obviously was different like getting through their different like obviously side to it and i think obviously getting there relatively early and walking like past everything and you just kind of like go on oh, do not want to be here do not want to be here. um thinking like you know, just just like I think it was like the more book was even more pro sullen and turn it was like beaten compared to any of the normal match there. But yeah, just again just to see from like a different like media aspect, like walking in the stadium and getting checked in and the like and and then going doing like the pre match um photos and getting like images inside the stadium or anything at a point of interest and kind of find your feet where you needed to go. It was all different. Um but yeah, like little things where they give you obviously a little like waistcoat type bib thing to allocate where you need to be. And on theirs, it's got the Newcastle badge, and I'm having to wear it. I'm thinking, oh, fucking someone sees me wearing this, I'll never live it down. <laughs> <laughs> Which, lo and behold, my brother in law, who's a staunch mag, and my nephew, obviously they were there. And as I'm like getting set up down pitch side, here he is, like, gotta get a photo of this. Got on the Christmas card. So I was like, oh, great. Oh, well, that never gets out. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> But um, yeah, kind of similar to what I've been doing at the stadium, getting like uh, like the managers coming out, like the usual handshake type of images, and then getting into the gate groove of the game. Really, um, it was kind of nice in a way not to have to. I'm not saying every photographer will probably do this if they're doing the sport, but like I wasn't saying I wasn't saying not as invested in the game. I just felt like I was there purely just to get the shots and go. Where if I'm doing, say, Sullen, I'm doing that, but in, at the same time, while, say, if there's nothing point of interest, I'm still like really hooked on the game. Yeah. So I found like the difference this side was I wasn't, I wouldn't say not paying attention far from it, but like I just wasn't, if nothing was happening, I wasn't going snap happy just trying to get everything because I thought, 
there's nothing major of I'm just getting force for force sake. I'd rather be wait for something like, you know, whether there's a bit of a harsh challenge coming or there's a chance at goal or something, rather than just like, taking a photograph of one player with the ball or whatever. So I wasn't as um, into it where I would normally be, but I still got the, the job done. Um, and then come like full time, which was just a case of obviously pack up and then head straight home from there. No one at the back of my mind thinking, obviously, for Newcastle, they went on to win. Uh, it wasn't the best of games, far from it. I'm not just saying that because of obviously Newcastle played it. It really wasn't like I was ex- I was hoping at the very least I went make my day a bit better. Can it be like a 4 4 entertainment game sort mm. of thing where it's like, you know, some or good action or, you know, it just wasn't like it was just a really mediocre game. So I, I kind of came away from it a bit like not so much defeated, but just more like I wish it was a lot better. Yeah. Just so I could, you know, come away with it a bit more. But I thought, right, at the back of my mind here, what do I do? Am I going to have to start for myself posting the photographs on socials to show where I was, what I was doing from my own, like, kind of portfolio in a way to showcase what, I'm, what I've managed to get my foot in the door for that type of level? Yeah. Um, but so much behind it knowing that this is not going to go down well with our fan base because mm-hmm. they kind of see myself as obviously at the back of last season how good all the fan photos and obviously you'll see my socials are very pro sun and it's, it's kind of like a red rack to a bullness isn't it so <laughs> I thought do I share this do I not do I just post like like a small amount and then just then take them down basically say look, look this, is, this is what I've done Um and then take it down a few days. But um, I, I put the photographs up and I thought, you know what, I, I, I know how this is not going to go down well at all. So I thought, I'll just turn the comments off. <laughs> <laughs> um, which didn't work because I've never seen my phone go off that much before for the stuff we do, like obviously at the stadium. So like, you know... I, I turn it off, and that was me sat and I thought, right, I'm leaving my phone. I'm not going to look at it. I'm going to have a nice night now, just um, just to chill out and enjoy myself. And then, like, it must have been about, what, 10, 11 o'clock that night. I just thought, oh, I'll just have a quick look to see if uh, see if it's all right. I Big mistake. And on the top right-hand corner, when you go on Instagram, you'll see if you get a direct message, it'll have, like, one or two or whatever. As I opened that, that number kept going up and up and up to the point I was like thinking, I've never had these this many private messages before. I wonder if they're all positive. Um, opened a few, and the amount of abuse I was getting was uh, some of it was really funny. I'll be honest, most of it was aimed at Newcastle um, rather than myself. But then there was quite a few who were like saying stuff don't come back to the stadium alive you're not welcome watch your back next time you're here you're an arsehole for doing this how could you and i was like fucking hell man honestly it's not as if like you know i've just like i'm there for like i'm up all pro son i'm working for suddenly i've seen i'm going there to do that out of spite far from it no it was like you know it's a gig for the agency i'm doing stuff and i just thought it was a great opportunity and you know there's plenty of people who live in Sun who work in Newcastle and vice versa. It's no it's literally no different. Or oh, because it's sport, it's it's it, oh well it's obviously different now. It's not. It's exactly the same. I'm there to do a thing. Um 
and it is where it is. And despite that, I still enjoyed the experience of being at a different place and, you know, speaking to the photographers there and, you know, your network and the like, it's, there's more to it than just taking like, um, photos. And, um, I was like working my way through them and like, the point where I was see it was funny because obviously I turned the comments off, but then I noticed people starting to jump on the previous photo thinking, oh, well, he hasn't turned them off on this one. Here's where I can showcase uh, my thoughts and feelings on this. I was thinking, fuck, if people have got no better to do on the Saturday night, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> well, there was one guy in particular, I just thought, oh, here, mate, do you want, to, do you want us to beg you and say, oh, no, please don't. Be, I can't remember who it is, someone I wasn't even following, or it was just a random Sullen fan who cropped up saying, ah, come on here, and I don't want to say this, and um, therefore I'm not following you. Consider yourself, like, uh, unfollowed. And I was like, <gasps> I went, ah, oh, here, mate, just fuck off, will you? <laughs> <laughs> I went, I've got time for this. I went, like, really? Like, if that's how you're really feeling, f- fucking more power to you, get on, jog on. I can't be asked. Um, so there was little instances like that, and I thought, hey, fuck it, like, really? Aye. Um, so I ended up putting something out later on. I, mean, I can't remember what I said word for word, but it was getting to the lines of, look, you, the reason why I was there for was for this. Um, despite all that, you know, from all in pro summer, you know, you know what the score. I was there to do a job, which I still enjoyed, although the outcome wasn't the score I'd love to have been. But nevertheless, mm. I still, you know, it was a great experience and no doubt it'll probably more opportunities will probably come off the bat of it. Um, which kind of worked out all right because then no as soon as I, that was how late it was at night, I wake up the next morning and then I see loads more messages and I thought, oh shit, have I like, <laughs> have I ruffled the wasp yesterday and more people are going to kick off? But quite a lot of people off the back of that responded in like in a great way, saying like, look, we know why you were there. It's obviously, you know, it's crap, but we, I, we get why you were there and we still like, the photos that you still took for all it was like, you know, for Newcastle celebrate was still appreciated, like the the photo aspect of it all. So there was a lot more of that like good come from it. Mm. Um I even got a nice little personal message um from a player. Nice. A lot men- a lot mentioned names. No no no, no 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 no. But well, uh, that's got nice a nice little message of a of one of a footballer who kinda like reached out to say like, you know, appreciate what you've done and stuff like that like don't let it get to you like we get it all every time doesn't matter what we do we, as footballers we always get it no matter what Aye. and we had a kind of little conversation back and forth from it so like there's little things like that where it wasn't you know the abuse side comes from it, but you can still there's, there's a lot of good that can come from it yeah um so it, it certainly hasn't put us off from um like going back through there I mean, there's probably things I'll do differently next time, such as when I'm pitch side and I've got my uh, laptop, and as I open my laptop screen, it's got a photograph of the stadium of light. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got a full stand behind us of black and white. I'm thinking, shit. Right, I'll go on the, go on the settings quickly, leaning over the screen and putting it back to a default. <laughs> 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 so there's little things like that, which I'll, I just, you know, you just don't think. Mm. Um, so I thought, yeah, next time maybe he's not have that ready because uh, you just never know who's behind you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's little little funny things that came from it, but <laughs> yeah, just what a what an overall experience, mate. Just thinking, oh well, I wonder if anyone else has had a similar 
um, similar thing, you know. But there's no need for it though. This is this is why, this is why I really cannot stand both sets of fans at times because there's there's fans who who are just there to watch the football and they want to see that the team do well and they want to support them. But there's like a very small minority that to take it way too seriously. Like way, way too seriously. And it's like the the Derby's just like the 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 first thing they think of when they think of of, of football. Like they'll go, oh well, we beat the Mackhams 5-1. I'm like, fucking hell, that was over a decade ago, man. Let it go. Or we'll go, aye, but we beat them six in a row. I'm thinking, aye, it was great, but fucking hell, how long ago was that? Um and there's no, like you're doing something that you've been assigned to do. You haven't gone there and went, I I want to do the Newcastle game just to piss some people off. You've went, right, I'm free this weekend. Um, I'm happy to do anything and be anywhere you need me to be. And the the agency was like, well, Newcastle? And you didn't even go, oh, shit, I shouldn't really go, should I? Because I'm really scared of what my people might think of us. And, oh, man, I should do it for, you know, I shouldn't really do it because I'm, I'm a son support. You're like, right, okay, yeah, I'll do it, fair enough. And albeit, yeah, it wasn't a great game. And it, it won't have nothing to do with, and you weren't going off, like, like laughing and, and giggling away at yourself when you were, like, going, when you're editing the photos, going, this was an awful game, it's because of Newcastle or so crap. Clearly not. It's just annoying how people just, the first thing they see is when someone who is that is to go, oh, don't bother coming back here or watch your fucking back and I, I'm not going to follow you anymore. Get fucked. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I can't, I haven't got time for people who just, people are passionate, right? And I get that. Like, for me, when I went to the Sunderland game on me Todd, one, I was nervous, but two, the minute that, you know, when I got settled and I got back into the swing of it and when we scored, yeah, I was passionate and you saw people there singing and chanting, which for me, I, I don't, like, when I hear Stand Up If You Hate The Mags is one of the worst chants ever. And I'll not do it. Not because I love the mags in air quotes. It's because it's the stupidest chant ever. I'm not getting out of my seat. I'm settled, mate. Like, things like that annoy us. And what annoys me is someone who's creative as yourself is doing a job that they love and doing an assignment that they've been assigned to. And they're getting criticised for doing that. Really pisses me off. It's not like you went there in your own free time, in your own free leisure, and thought... Do you know what I'm going to do today? I'm that bored. I'm going to fuck the things up and go to the mag match. Piss off. No way. It, I just... This is an utter rant, by the way. Sorry. I am steaming. Oh, you're, you're probably more angry than I am. Oh, honestly, I'm just... <laughs> just wait until the next topic. Like, just honestly, like, just... I'm just angry for you because you should not have to then send a reply to say, look, I'm having to do this because of the, the media agency and things like that and things like that. Nah, you shouldn't be having to do that. And it's really sad that you had to do that because people just were just too involved with it and fans are just too involved with it. Now, you know what the cardinal sin is when someone has a go at the fans? I'm not having a go at the fans. I'm having a go at the, a small minority of the fans that are genuine dickheads. Well, that's who... just it, mate. It is. It, it, it's like anything, every... Aspect, there'll always be like a minority, and whether it's football, whether it's politics, whether it's whatever, there's always going to have a minority who are either going against the grain for just trying to be controversial or whatever. I mean, for me, I found that those who were kind of dishing it out, trying to give abuse, were no profile photo, 12 followers, private accounts, like trying to hide behind that. I'm like, you know what? I'm not a hard person to find. 
you know, I'm not an exactly fucking MMA champion, far from it. But, like, you know, if someone's really got a, a, a much of a problem with a thing, I can't believe he's gone through there to do his job. <laughs> so I'm going to march down to the stadium next time he's there and tell him how I feel about him doing that because I've had sleepless nights of him taking photos for something else. Like, fuck me. Oh, well, play the game, man. Like, some of it was just, like, most of them was just like that. And I, I, all it was, like, like younger, like, younger generation, bar the odds, I expect maybe all the heads and they'll be more like mature about it and think like you understand. But that one comment I got on the profile, see, was on the phone. Sorry, I just thought, oh, yeah, fucking like, mate, get outside and touch grass, will you? <laughs> <laughs> just go outside and disconnect from the Sunland world and look, go outside and breathe some fresh air. The sky is blue, the grass is green, not everything's red and white. No, I just like, but again, it would work. You could see, if I, if I was the other way around, I was still doing the same. I'm like, like to document, I mean, just to kind of like follow up on that. When, you know, the, got was good feedback or I got from like, the agency, they were happy and stuff. I went there, I, I'd done the job I needed to do. I got everything coded, everything went fine. It wasn't as if I had a meltdown to the England game. <laughs> everything went like as, as good as it could, bar the game being just mediocre. Had it been a bit more like you know, entertaining, it might have been, might have been um, a lot better, but it wasn't a be. So, um, you know, I, I came away from that thing. Well, I've, I've done what's set out to do, and I'm. I'm I, I, couldn't have done any better really exactly. um so obviously the window opens thinking right well now i've done that is that going to because there's going to be some weekends corresponding where if someone are playing away you know there could be a chance of say newcastle playing at home to like arsenal or man city why why not put yourself forward for it which they were playing them in the carabao cup only recently man city at home and I, by that point it was far too late in the month to reply for it but I, they still said, like, look, try. You never know, you might get it. So I put myself forward for that one. But again, I missed the window. There was already all the slots had been taken for it. So it was like, oh, that would have been good to see, like, so, you know, like, Alan Harlan, Jack Grealish, Pep Guardiola, you name yeah. it. Just again, for like the, the showcase, what you could do when the players who you, like, you know, you're targeting awards. Um, but obviously, they end up winning. So I was like, oh, well, that was probably worth not going. It worked out okay. I didn't want to be that good luck charm. And then thinking, well, normal going into a new month um they've obviously got uh psg coming up which obviously now looking back was last night as the point we're recording this and they've got dortmund coming up at the end of the month so i put myself down for both of those games knowing obviously last night it was going to clash with the watford game but i said as, as a fail if i went i don't know if anyone else is going to apply for it but if that is the case then um as a backup can i do the watford game if it wasn't to be and last week when they all got approved, they, um, they allocated someone else to do the PSG game last night, which I was fine with. I said, yeah, that, that's no problem at all. I'll do the Watford game, which was available. So it worked out great. So at least I went to watch my team, you know, win at home, which we'll touch upon in the next one of the next segments near the end of the episode. Um, but it was still great. But I didn't get the PSG game, but they've applied approved us for, well, to be doing the Dortmund game later in the month. So, knowing there's a potential opportunity to be doing a Champions League thing is like that's massive. You know, that's huge. Like to go for it, say before me, like you know, doing under twenty ones game, no experience, Zil just going there for the happy fun of I'll give this a go, see what happens. To then, like you know, year and a bit later, and there's people who fucking are still like doing, you know, non-league stuff or whatever for decades and they're still like 
trying to chip away to get into like up the ladder, you know. And yeah. I, I don't, I don't take it for granted. Far from this is why I was going back to these opportunities don't come around. Some people have to jump through several hoops just to be able to get a sniff at the chance. Where I'm not saying I've like bypassed loads of things, just but it's probably down to location and area is probably in my favour for once because usually in the northeast we're always at the arse end of everything whenever we're getting out. Aye. So it's actually working possibly in favour in this respect. So knowing that their opportunity could be available later in the month, you know, you've you've just got to go for it because it could be that, you know, it's worldwide this this competition for you know, doesn't matter who's in it, like that's just how it is. Every time you watch it, like all around the world people are watching it. And it's going to be like a, a good opportunity to really test myself. And again, different setting, different people, different environment. You've just got to kind of just push yourself because if you don't, last thing I want to do is think in years to come, you know, I could have done that, but I didn't. I was, uh, I, I couldn't, I did have so much self doubt. I didn't push myself. I, I, it was presented on a plate and I didn't want to do it. And it could end up being like, you know, a, a massive mistake on my part. So I've just got to kind of just, you know, go for it and just see what could come of it. Um, that's if it gets approved. <laughs> so I'm saying this in advance now, I think it's like a, a foregone conclusion, but um, up to now, it's got a case of waiting to see what happens, but I'm down as like um, for it. So who knows, there'll be something to share on a future episode, like the the aftermath of it, if, if, if it does come off. Well, regardless if you, if, if you like, if you get it, if you get it, then regardless of where it's being held, you're going to a Champions League match, so you'll get to sit front row Listen to the Champions League anthem, right? Which every every football fan longs to hear, right? So Newcastle had it for didn't have it for twenty years. You've got clubs that get it every year. Like just to be part of that would be pretty fucking special if you ask me. Like I couldn't give a two rats which teams are playing. If I get to to, to sit and hear that Champions League anthem and um and you know capture some of the best players that are on that team you know um mate that'll be a, a that'll be a class opportunity and it, that could go in a scrapbook to like tell like you know you know you've got your son but you you know if, if there's kids down there you know grandparents and so that are down the line where you can be like you, you know me, me, me dad or your granddad went to this champions league game and you said they're just there like how often do you get given an opportunity like that you're not going to as, as people who are quite driven like us, we're not going to just go, nah, I didn't want it. Are you kidding me? All right, if, if a son and fans listen to this and they're, and they're either just, they're not really into photography, right? So, and you've got this far, fair play. If you, if you were, give you an opportunity to like, right, you get to sit on, say, the bench of a Champions League game for Newcastle, are you telling me wholeheartedly that you would you'd be like, nah, I'm not doing it because it's the bags? Fuck off. You are. You are like I'm not like as a Southern fan. When Mortworth got to play at St James's Park for a cup final, albeit it wasn't a big cup final, it was a local cup final. I didn't go. Nah, I'm not going there because it's the Bag Stadium. No, how am man? How often do you get to walk on walk on a t- on turf of of a football pitch like that? Cinema Light, Newcastle, Riverside, Wembley, like these big like the the stadiums that we we see on our TVs, like. How often do you get to stand on the pitch, the same pitch as, as, as people have played on, like legends of the game have played on? And yes, we, we joke and carry on about how Sun and Newcastle are rivals and stuff like that. But for me, it's like being... It's, it's putting a, a, a photo in my brain 
for years down the line, like a memory down the line where I can be like, oh, I did this, I had St. James's Park, that was class. And even when I taught, like I was talking to my mates on like, they're all mags in the group chat and they were like, that's class. At the same time, I'm like, what's a mag? How did, how did, how did a mag get on the pitch? How did they let you on? Like little, little bits like that. And obviously I came back with taking a picture of the penalty spot where she missed his penalty and Tommy Sorensen saved it. Like, <laughs> but, like, but I got to be on the same pitch as like, is what you, is what you're doing now? Like you, you got the Premier League and uh, international and potentially Champions League European football. So, if people are gonna have a go at you for that, then just fucking get in the bin, go and get some fresh air, like because yeah, yeah. it's, it's you, you take an opportunity. You, you you you're not gonna get these opportunities all the time, and the fact that you're getting these opportunities week in week out almost, man, grab it by both hands. Honestly, I fully endorse it. Like if I if I was in your shoes, I'd be all over that. Exactly the same, and, and, and flip around if, if 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 you was yourself, and that's I'd be exactly the same, pushing back the same goal for because you just you know it's these games come thick and fast like you, you, you know we're in october now wasn't so long ago and i was thinking oh, i was doing like the pre-season down hartlepool only a few weeks ago feels like it was just a few weeks ago but we are well in october like in october's month now and a lot's happened since the start of the season where i don't even think that these some of these game outcomes would have been like you know you can't predict what's going to happen in football and you know i would never have thought at the start of the season I, I, honestly, I thought how the season was going to pan out was doing majority of the Sullen games where I can and possibly throw in a few away games if I can make them make it to it. Um, as well as if I when I apply for that National League accreditation, if there was some games where Sullen are busy, maybe it's doing like a Hartlepool or a Gateshead or a Shields in between or whatever. And I thought that's pretty much all it's going to be. I didn't expect for one second thinking you could have covered an England game, you could be doing a few Newcastle games or whatever. It's just that you, these opportunities can just spring up and you can't... There's a lot of people, all the photographers out there, may have that imposter syndrome where they're just, you know, there's too much anxiety, self-doubt, they don't feel like they, they deserve the opportunity or they don't want to do it because there's that much doubt in the, the capability or whatever. Like... We've talked about this on other episodes where you might have feelings like that, but I think you've still got to be able to just push yourself to just go ahead and do it because sometimes, yeah, you, you might might not be all rosy, but you might come away from a thing. I'm so glad I did because now I know what I need to do for next time or if the opportunity comes up because it's always better to do it and learn from it rather than having that what if and not knowing what the outcome could be. No, I agree. I definitely agree. And you get this opportunity in life and it could be, you know, it could be things like a promotion at work. It could be uh, uh, you you work in a different sector or you, I don't know, you, you get put in a different position in football and you, you, at first you're kind of apprehensive about it, but then you kind of think, well, I'm not going to know unless I try. And even if I fail, at least I can walk away and be like, well, at least I tried and not live on live life on if, buts and maybes and regrets. Um, so yeah, mate, you doing you doing that is, I fully endorse it. I fully support it as well. And um, if people are gonna be arsy about it, then let them. I'm pretty sure you'd, I'm pretty sure you'd be laughing, saying like, oh well, you know, some of them may never ever experience European football. It might be the case. It it probably will be the case, and I'll happily come back to myself if I'm wrong. Um, but you got to experience a Champions League night, regardless of who's playing, and that 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 for me is. 
that's a winner regardless in my eyes anyways for, for me mate I suppose since BA being back at the um, the studio I haven't had anything bad said <laughs> so <laughs> unless they're calling us from like the stands or anything I don't know but I've not like been like I haven't gone back at the stadium like having eyes on the back of my ass thinking oh am I going to get like loads of like stick here like even just last night when I was as the players were warming up no. um, this young little lass like shouting from us like from the side of the bar and she just I really like the forwards you're doing stuff and it's little things like that where not so much thinking I was all hanging up off the back of this like the, the Newcastle gear far from it it's just like there's still a lot of like appreciation to what you're doing from afar yeah, um, yeah. that people can still like you know resonate towards and like I never went into these games following that Newcastle game thinking oh I'm like you know gonna have a target me back on here far from it i've gone into it exactly the same way as i have before same preparation same plan same like motivation to go there and enjoy the game and document it as best i can um and it's 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 just kind of as the weeks pass you're just getting that bit more knowledge and wisdom from it and you just like learning from other photographers there and they'll Again, sharing their advice and what they've experienced over the years so it, it does stand you in good stead and i'd say if anything for anyone else again like you said before if you've managed to get this far um any other photographers whether they're doing a sport or whatever just if you if you do have that bit of doubt like just find it in you just still push yourself to to give it a go because you just never know it could end up being the making of you it could open a new door for something you never thought would be possible or you can come away from it still, you know, learning from it and enjoying that experience and just saying, look, I've done it on the bucket list. And, um, you know, you can always say, well, I did that. And no one can take it away from you. No. You've, um, you've had that experience and you can always say it like, you can always have that story to tell and share if need be. Yeah, no, I agree. And, you know, speaking of being quite passionate. <laughs> Oh, this is your moment. This is your soapbox moment. This okay. <laughs> you're gonna take the legs. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. This is this is this is gonna be interesting. All right. Get your popcorn out, ready for the floor is yours, right. mate. <laughs> right. Right. Just to pre, just warn everyone. Right. I'm not having. No, no, but I, I don't know how to word it properly without giving us a kind of warning. Right. I, this is how I feel. This is my opinion. That's what I'm trying to say. This is my opinion, right? So it's not. It's not meant to come across like I'm being an asshole or you know how it some uh, people think that livelihoods and how they you know, how they support themselves. Because me and Ross do the same thing. But <laughs> right. last week, me and Ross talked about how um, unfortunately we we lost the Sycamore Gap Tree. Right, and everywhere you look on our, if you look on your photography pages and your groups, and you know, I'd imagine there'd be family members as well. I'm sure, I'm pretty sure it was posted everywhere, global, even right. And I made the point last week where I thought if someone wanted to buy my prints of Sycamore Gap, I'd only ever do it if it went towards a trust, uh, a foundation, or you know, something that would support a cause for Sycamore Gap. So if they were looking for money to, um, you know, build a, a commemorative statue or commemorative something and the official accounts and governing bodies wanted to raise money, then I'd look to sell the pictures to fund that specifically. I would never, ever take any coin from that. I'm totally against it. However, 
across social media, right? And it's really, really got under my skin as I've seen several photographers have started selling prints, right? And like I said, and I'm being careful with it, if that's how they make the money, fine. Gotta pay the bill somehow. Me, it's very, very, very uncomfortable to see people jumping on this travesty to make money from it, right? I don't agree with it whatsoever. So if people are selling the prints, um, fine. Like if it's one print, fine. But if it's like 20, 30, 50, 100 prints, I, I, I'm not comfortable with that whatsoever. And it annoyed me a little bit. Now, I get it that some people would want to buy the prints for a memory, a keepsake, to remember the Sycamore Gap Tree for what it was and what it stood for. And people who never got to experience the Sycamore Gap Tree can have it in their in their living rooms, in their front rooms or whatever, and be like, I've got a little bit of Northeast culture there. That's fine too. Again, I just don't find it... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm just not comfortable with people selling pictures on the back of sad news like oh i'm really sad about this tree but if you buy this picture it'll be really nice where's it going to someone's back pocket not comfortable with it whatsoever i would be more comfortable if someone said right i'm selling these pictures i want people to buy these pictures a percentage of it i will keep because i've got to pay bills etc etc that's how i make my money on the other hand, a, a, a substantial or half the fee will go towards, say, National Trust, um, a, a business that solely runs in conjunction with Sycamore Gap, and that's how it stays there, or a tr something along the lines of a contribution, right? It just doesn't sit right with me how people are selling pictures on the back of this and they're making money from it. I just don't agree with it. I think it's wrong. And it's very opinionated. And I, like I said at the start, it's my opinion. So people might be like, oh, you miserable bastard. You're just trying to keep some, you're trying to make some money, right? Then we'll buy the other pictures then. You don't, it just doesn't sit right with me whatsoever, right? I just yeah, don't, it, it's... I don't like it. I don't like it. it, it it's start, I'm, I'm really against it. How a, a tree, people that keep thinking it's, oh, it's just a tree. It's just a tree. Well, if you listen to last week's episode, it's not just a tree. It stood for something. It gave me and you and other photographers out there a reason to go up to Northumberland, Hexham Way, I think it is, have that little walk, find the area, do what we need to do with it, and then go carry on with our day-to-day -day life, our day-to-day -day business. And it, it meant so much to other people. Like uh, you had people who proposed there. They had their family's ashes scattered there. They went there on an annual trip or whatever, and it was gone. Um, And I just... It just didn't, I just, just don't, I don't like how people are making money from it. And I'm not saying, oh, because I won't make money off it. You've not seen me put a picture out there or a post to say I'm selling these prints on my social media channels. And like I mentioned last week, I'd only ever do it if it, if it went to somewhere for a cause. Not my back pocket, because I work full time, so I don't have to worry about money coming in. If this is someone's full time gig, okay. I'll maybe show a little bit of remorse and a little bit of leeway with it, but I'm still really against it. And I've seen people post calendars and like stationery about it. Like they are really like rinsing the sad story of losing this trade to make money. For me, not happy with it. I 
don't agree with it and I think it's absolutely wrong. Well, just following that, I just want to say that I'm recording this from the Bahamas for all the photos and calendars I've sold of the trees. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, and honestly, like, I, what a passionate little speech that you've said. You've Told really you, get the popcorn ready, mate. Honestly, I'm on. I'm firing. I'm fired <laughs> up, mate. Must have been planning for the ready to go. Honestly, to go sleeves are up. Get the rocky music in the background. I'm telling you, fucking hell, honestly. Oh, you're, you're well pumped. Yeah. Oh, I was. Um, I can yeah, I can see exactly where you're coming from. Yeah, I, I think when I heard the news, obviously it was more like a like like shock, really. Like fucking no way. Like I said before, in the previous episode, I thought it was like you know like a April Fool thing. Even though it's funny, we're in September, you know, or October now. It's it was more like the shock figure. So I, I remember putting like obviously summing up just to say like, I can't believe it's obviously my God, it's fucking it's a, it's a bit of shit for the area. And then like as my attention's like elsewhere, I've seen not focusing on it as much. I, I've never noticed every time I'm opening any form of social, that's all I'm seeing on a day-to-day basis. And like, like as the days were passing, it's like, yeah, you have your initial shock factor in the, the day or so after it's still like kind of raw. Not saying you're going to get like, you know, get over it straight away. And obviously it has a lot more, you know, it's more what's the word, like it's touched a lot of people more close or home have obviously scattered like ashes or pores there, you name it. Like it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna hurt a lot more people more than say myself. It's only been up there like a handful of times. Mm. Um but I say as like the time and the days were passing, I could see more it being from being like, you know, uh like a horrible thing to start us and noticing like other groups across socials, more mainly so for Facebook if anything, where the, some groups where I would normally post like other landscape images or whatever, they were having to see no more photographs of the tree because of more hateful comments were popping up. People like, whether it's the opinion on the tree itself, but a lot more other people were kind of saying, this photo is fake, this photo, that's not right, the sky, the star alignment is out of kilter. And loads of other things, or people just show their disapproval and mm. like, see, I'm, I'm glad it's being cut down because I'm sick of seeing the freaking sight of it. Like, loads of stuff. And I'm having to sit back and like watch this from afar. And I'm like, kind of going, like, I don't know if you saw the little meme I put up the other day, but I, I was like. kind of thinking, is me accreditation going to come through for the Watford game? <laughs> you know, <so> <laughs> while all this like angry and like argument over local photographers or national photographers or whoever. We're all given the penance saying about like this photo's fake or your photo's shite, mine's better, this, that, and the other. I'm like, that was one of the part of the reasons why I was kind of like not as, like, I'm happy to not be as involved in the whole landscape side of things because the toxicity, whether it's local or on a national scale, there's just some absolute fucking arseholes out there on the whole thing. And I thought it's just so nice to be kind of disconnected from that, thinking all I'm kind of more focused on and worried about it is if I'm going to be doing a game <laughs> the coming weekend or <laughs> during the week. So I can totally see why, from your point of view, why you've raised, obviously, that, because it's like anything. I'd imagine possibly what happened when, for example, Paul Muslim at the air, maybe when the Queen passed away. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, it's a horrible thing. But why don't you buy this commemorative plate and like all this like tats with our face on or whatever just to sell, try and make some money off the back of it? 
it's like anything now, and I think that's the way the world's going, where I think it was off that episode, the ice cream man, come off of the Peter Kier thing. It's like, oh, there's tragedy, there's a trade. Yeah. So there's people will try and cash in where they can. I think if you go down the route where you said, like, part of this will be donated towards a cause, a charity yeah. or whatever, and the rest can cover materials or just something to cover myself for having to post and everything or make a, a little a small fraction off the back of it just to put in the coffers to pay you know other things and fair enough but i imagine there's obviously a lot out there who have really laid it on thick with a trowel and thought oh it's, it's a real shame but um and they're burning like the printing stuff left right and center and them. And if that's if that's the narrative they want to go down it's not for me to say you know don't do it who am i to say that i, I just like it, it's going to happen in any walk of life and any tragedy around the world there's always going to be someone who will like cash in on it and yeah. um like as time's gone on with this thing now with regards to tree like it's, it's horrible obviously what happened to it i'm the the less I want to kind of save it now, the better. Hopefully, just something can kind of be nipped in the bud and they'll yeah. move on. Or will something get replaced there, or whether it's just some sort of statue, or if another tree gets posted there, whatever. Mm. Who knows? But uh, it went from being a sad thing to a lot of like, start to see the bad from it all. Yeah, like, it it be- like, it became very toxic very very quickly. Yeah. Like real bad mate, and I and I, that's why I just openly joked about thinking like you know, it's just nice to focus on like looking forward to doing like the sports thing. We can kind of break away from that. Yeah. Usually, it's the sport that can't cause all the controversy. <laughs> like the, the landscape is the escape to get away from all like the the things that are going on in the world. But it just seemed like flip it's like flip around, and it was just nice to be on the outside thinking. All I'm seeing is like even in other local groups like the photographers pile other photographers i'm just thinking like it's just nice to be able just to sit from afar and like not say i would be involved in this far from it but i just think i again arguing over photos and stuff i, I think, know fuck, like again just there's a big wild world up there just go out and explore like why let this like sort of things like bother you no this, but, is, the thing. this, is, this is the thing like um and I might, I might come across as as um uh, hypocritical is the word because I've put it on my calendar but I'm not making a song and dance about it if that makes sense so you can pull me on this if you want and people might go well you just had that run you just you tell yeah it's it, like <laughs> but I'm not making a song and dance about it though like um I, I'm not, it's not even a final put it on the calendar I might pull it because of what everyone's talking about it but I I'm not going out my way to sell a print and and force it down people's throats almost um and it's it just look people have got to make the money right and i totally understand that but there's there's other ways of making money than jumping on a, a travesty like that like i just find it really fucking wrong um and and you know people who are selling the prints are more more than welcome to drop us a dm and be like i think you're fucking wrong and who do you think you are like well this is why I'm not in a, a photography group. This is why I don't go out with... This is why I'm not in like a WhatsApp group with, with folk. This is why I'm not part of a social media clan. I'm literally... I think you and two other people that I, I, I speak with um, is is my sort of area of who I take pictures with. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with my own company. Like, don't get us wrong. And then if... The bonus is the bonus is if you're through Shields or if I can you know come up to, to Sunland and we'll go out with 
with the cameras and if I can go up to Morpeth and catch up with a couple of people up there as well. Um, but I certainly wouldn't dick on someone's photo. Like, I would never, ever, ever dick on someone's photo. Um, there was loads, man. I mean, some of the photos that were going around of that people have captured were like, some of them were like, fucking hell. Like, you know, you think, I kind of wish I got like something similar or been there at the right time. Like, you say the amount of time Northern Lights have been up there and for a good, like, backdrop, everything. It was one of those I still haven't had a chance to capture, but like that would have been like a, a brilliant place to go to, and it just obviously it's not going to be the case now. So mm. it's, it's it's like being like taken away. Not so much about me, but like taken away from a photographer to have that opportunity to do that, because um, that was one of the aims I was going to do hopefully at some point this year, but now it's not going to be. Yeah. Um. So that was kind of the sad thing of it, and. It's just like as time has gone on over the past, like as each day has passed, it's went from being like, a, you know, it's still a sad thing, but you see the, the toxicity and the, the negative side of it where it makes you, you know, I, I would never think, oh, I'm glad it's freaking down anyway because of all the shit off the back of it, far from it, but it just, it, it leaves a different taste where you just think, you know, I'm sick of the sight of this whole, every day I'm open, I'm seeing the same thing. Aye. And I'm just like, I'd rather go back to, what it was about and appreciate like the actual photography, the art side of it to see like what people got on the day because there has been some incredible yeah photos, some different angles. People have been like again, right place, right time, or they've had a lot of planning preparation to go there, whether it's like star trails behind Northern Lights, whether you've got a chance to see the if the Milky Way's been nearby or whatever, if you had even like panel photos, there's some local photographers who've got like some incredible shots and you know fair play to them brilliant and if they want to you know like if they have been obviously previously selling them then fair enough and i think it's it's one of those where like you say if i wasn't if it was just say if it was me and i was up there regularly or whatever previously i would have probably sold them no problem like if they were going out and people were buying them then fair enough but i think once like something like a, a significant uh, situation has occurred I, I think i don't know if it comes like your own intention or something but i think it would shift for me personally like you see i'll go from being all like previously oh, if you want to buy a prune go for it no problem mm. but i think this time around i'll be thinking right if i'm going to sell them Right, if anyone wants to purchase them, then X amount of it is going towards a chosen charity, yeah. back into the trust or whatever to help protect the land or just basically put something towards it. Because if I'm that passionate about this particular site or subject or whatever, it's, it really holds a deal. And I, I'd like to think I would want to give back to it rather than thinking, right, I'm going to sell a hundred of these, I'm going to call through or fucking wherever off the back of it for a jolly up. Um, far from it. So that's how I, I would probably, if it was me, I would have approached it. But again, that's when they make each to the one. I can see why it, um, it it can annoy people in that respect. Like so, it's a tough one. Yeah, this is why I was saying like, look, I know I've mentioned it's gonna like I only wanted to put it in the calendar just for people to look at and be like, oh yeah, I remember what for what it was. Um, whether it'll go in the calendar now, I don't know because. I don't know how comfortable I feel about it. Like I've sat on it for a couple, for a week. And I, I don't. It goes in and out of the calendar. And I don't know what I, want, I don't know what to do with it. Like if people want to have it in it, fine. But um, I don't know. This is the this is the thing. Like it's just I just I I can't I can't go out of my own way to print all those pictures and jump on a travesty to make money. Um, 
because I'd, I'd, I'd figure out of different ways of doing it like I don't know it's it's one of those things where it's it's a it's it's very much up in the air and everyone can have their own say on it like some people can defend it and some people can join our side and be like it's it's not great unless you know unless I do it for, for this reason rather than just greed um so I'm fully expecting some kind of backlash off this lady, but honestly, I'm not a boss. It's just me venting because of, of just. See, no, I, I I totally get where you come from, and I'm kind of like, let's say I'm like, because we're doing this together, like I align with, I, I gave my through that says like before, if, if I was doing it before, and people buy it, fair enough. But now, obviously, if it's needed, something like this, a change in the whole thing's happened, then me personally, I would have gone down a different route about it going forward, and say all future sales of this, if I was still selling whatever. Or go towards whatever. That's how I'd approach it. Yeah. I can't speak for everyone. If people have a different view, of it, and that's fair enough. Everyone's got their own opinion. I'm not trying to be an arse about it. Far from it. I just felt like it would be no different if if this wasn't to do with the tree. It could be a different thing. Yeah. Like locally or whatever. It would be no different to see a pension monument freaking like was destroyed or whatever. It would be yeah. exactly the same thing. It'd be like I've got more than enough stuff of pension, and if it went back into say you know, to put towards the future rebuild or something or whatever, I'll be like, you know, it's something that's not because I took photographs of it over the past few years. It's still an important thing for most people from Southern or whether they always look for it on their way home to see an early home, that type of thing. That'll still have a draw. And I like the thing I would like to give back if something serious happened to it that way. But until it happens, you know, you just kind of just plod on. But, um, I don't know, I mean, it's just, it's still a soft subject. I think this is going to, like, kind of draw on for a bit until I think to the point where it, it may start fizzling, like, you won't see as many yeah. photos until it, pe- it pops up and people's, like, on this day type of thing, yeah. or in a year's time, it'll be, like, a year's past since then, and we'll have to go through the whole <laughs> thing again, where it might go down the route of, oh, this happened a year ago, but I've still got loads of prints. Oh, no, God, done. like, <laughs> 10 year anniversary. God, all that oh. type of stuff. Until the trees, if it is, if they do replant one over another one goes back in so many years' time, they'd be thinking someone's still passing the legacy of selling prints like two hundred years' time. <laughs> but uh, who knows, mate? It's it's uh, it's a sore subject, and I'm I'm, I'm kind of glad you got it off your chest anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's just been bubbling for like the last week. Um, <laughs> just... When you sent us like the uh, the plan for, I was like, I know he's going with this. <laughs> similar, but I went. I'll just take the back seat and we'll let him lead and see how he feels. Like so just, I'll just, ch- just, like, the... just to fa- just to, to wrap it because uh, we've been rumbling on it, and there's one more topic we want to get through. Is look, people have got to make money. Fine. There's a way about there's a way about doing it. Fine. Using Traversy to, to jump on to sell products. I don't agree with it. Never have, never will. It may be hypocritical. There is the, the, the picture. I am thinking about putting the picture on a calendar. It's not it's not set in stone. It might not go on because how uncomfortable I feel. It might stay on if people want it to be. I'd only ever put it on if people who are buying the calendar want it to be on. And if that's the case, if I can find somewhere where I can donate however many get sold to some kind of trust, I'll do it. And I even prove it. So people are just saying, oh, he's just making up shit to sound like the hero. I'm not. Honestly, if there's a tr- if there's a trust, I can put... If people want the picture on the calendar, I'll put some money towards a trust, a foundation, a charity, something. And I'll prove it. <laughs> I, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> I just... It's just... It's a very sour subject. I don't agree with it. That's my piece. 
nice little segue into the next uh, final yeah, bit. Yeah, the final bit. So this bit, the, element, the elemental bit, sounds to have come off something quite sour. Try and make it, try end it on a on a funny note, or may, it may or may not be a funny note. I'm hoping it's going to be a funny note. Um, it's uh, the recent game you covered, and a certain a certain kind of weather that we've been accustomed to this year over the summer. Do you want to tell us a bit more about it, Ross? Yeah, mate. So, like we've, when we've spoke about, um, like the changes of the seasons and the like, going into these winter months, it's going to have a lot more challenges. It's not going to be all nicey sunny days and stuff where you don't have to bring all your uh, waterproofs and the like. But knowing that um, last night, when you check the weather in advance of a game, you're thinking, oh, fuck, it's going to be raining. Um, it was going to be raining for the Cardiff game the other week. Um, which actually worked out all right. It didn't actually rain as much, so I got away with it there. But last night was like 100% pissing down expectations. <laughs> so it was like, oh, well, I've got to deal with this. And so the previous games, I've got to kind of got away with it, like editing during the stuff. I don't have to have like me um, a trusty protection thing for the, the, the laptop and the like, um, where last night it really came in handy. Um, a good bit of kit. To have out with the laptop, I'll open on a little stool next to me, um, little section where I was behind the advertising board. And during the second half, they just like the heavens erupted. It was just really like lashing down. Where if you go by, if you manage to go on the club's page, um, the guys in the media team are doing like an alternative like angle of recording the goals mm-hmm. um, right next to the goal itself. And you'll see on there in the second half when Abdullah Bar scores just how bad the rain was. And I'm literally like just to the left of um, one of the guys who recorded, and like it was like torrential lashing down. And I'm sitting there with like protective gear on stuff, still feeling sorry for myself, but knowing that, right, if you're going to kind of like push yourself into that game next level, you're going to have to sit this out because previous season, well, last season, at any time there was any rain, I'd either move and hide down like one of the. Um, like the exit signs to like, like hide down there just for a bit of a cover under the air stand. But this season's a different game. You're going to have to sit through all weather conditions if you've been allocated the game. You can't really like sit it out. So last night was a real challenge to think like, oh, why am I doing this? I'm absolutely soaking wet through. I've got like the think tank stuff for me, camera lenses and like, which is a great bit of kit to keep them like, you know, weather sealed and like, well, what protected from that type of thing but um yeah that was just a different challenge in itself and i know it's going to happen a lot more where we are in the part of the country and it's going into these even when it's going to be even temperatures are going to drop even further uh which again i'm not looking forward to but yeah last night was the first chance i had to work throughout a full game in rain conditions and uh oh, it's uh, it's not the best <laughs> <laughs> freaking freezing soaking you name it, but um, yeah, it's it's one of the things where you've just got to kind of just grit your teeth and hope for the best, really, and just hope your gear manage to survive it. I I think it's um being being on the sidelines on the I hate the rain to start off with because it it absolutely throws everything out the window and you kind of have to adapt when it comes to say not just photography but for the film and stuff as well. Like with 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 if it rains, I'm I'm snooted because at Craig Park there's only one area two areas really where you can take shelter and angle wise it's not great yeah. um 
And sometimes I just go in and bear it and just chance it and be like, oh, well, I'll just make sure that I'll keep the, the camera as dry as I possibly can. And Whitby was, unfortunately, it started out fairly just overcast and I thought I might get away with it here, and, um, which I don't know about you, but I prefer, much prefer being overcast um, for photos yeah. and for video because sunlight's my worst nightmare. Um, and... Yeah, just when it, when it, when the heavens opened, it was just I just had to just there was nowhere to, to take shelter basically because if I went to, to want to take shelter, I'd have to stand with the the home fans, which um, normally I don't mind, but some of them can be a bit um, touch and go depending if you if they're really irked or they've had a, one too many brews. Um, majority of the fans I deal with are actually quite nice, but there's obviously been a couple of fans I've had a running with because of what like what colours I'm wearing. Um, and it's well, mate. I'm just doing my job. Like you know what I mean, I'm not here to cut of course of force. It's pissing down rain. Like what do you want us to do? Um, but I, I, I just I, I, I do feel you with that because you can't do nothing about it. Like you have to literally cover everything as best as you can and hope for the best. Whereas I've got that bit of flexibility of like finding shelter. Um, how do you, how do, how do you come? You know, when you've got your protective gear, like, is there any point in you when you're thinking? How on earth am I gonna get through this? And oh shit, what was if someone gets busted or like, off oh, my Mac gets soaked, off my camera gets soaked? Like, how do you how do you kind of like deal with like a, like a mental kind of prep on that side? So, the, the Cardiff game um, was it last week or the week before. Um, knowing that it was forecast too, and it did rain during the game, but it wasn't heavy. It was quite light, so it wasn't. I ended up. I think it was like ten minutes in the game. I just took all my protective like gear off and. Um, and put me a little like protection for the laptop away because I didn't need it as much. Um, where last night I had it on throughout, and I think the Cardiff game, I always start off in the south stand every game. It's always like the the, the good atmosphere, and and then at half time, it's always the end. We always kick towards from the off, and then half time, I usually go to the north stand where we were all and kicking towards for them. But knowing last night where it was going to be like. 100% chance of rain all over. Um, I thought I'm just going to sit in the north stand. One, because of if your gear is going to get soaking, come half time, if you've got any photos to still caption and send across, you're going to need that time to do it. And then you've only got a 15 minute window to quickly do that. And if your connection is shite, you're not going to get your photos across, send you in half time. Then you've got to get all the water and all the crap off your equipment and bag it up and then make the trip to the other side of the ground and then reset up and all that. It, you may think you can get that done in 15 minutes, but even just during sometimes in sunny conditions, it can be a right pain in the arse. So <laughs> in rain, it's it's um, it's even worse. So last night I made the conscious decision of just staying in the north stand for the whole game rather than walk around, knowing what the weather was going to be like. And I say it would probably... Um, like that side of things, it's saved us having to pack up, dry it all off quickly and put it back in a bag and reapply it all and, and try and carry it all still soaking around the other side. So I know there's going to be a lot more testing conditions with the weather if we get if the, it gets even snowing by chance or whatever. But um, I'd say if anyone is rec like thinking about getting some protective stuff for your camera, the Think Tank... Uh, water protection like sleeves that go over your camera lenses so you can get loads of different sizes when you if you're just using a small camera system um even 18 to 35 lens type size all the way from 
2470, 7200 and even like, you know, beyond that for the sports stuff, they come in so handy because they can one protect your gear, um, like the waterproof in that respect, and again you can just take them off after a game, chuck them in a carrier bag and dry them when you get home or whatever. Um and also I'm I'm trying to think what the name of it is, but I've got this, it's like an industry standard type of most you'll have seen around the side of the ground. It's like it's like a it's like a laptop like sleeve covering it's like metallic colour. I don't know if it's like Max something or I can't remember the freaking name, it's gonna kill us now. I'll have to go in the other room and get it, but it's basically where you can tuck your laptop inside and open up so it protects for obviously from the sun rays if you wanted to have it off like have it on like June a normal match day, but um that's waterproof too. So even though it was like lashing down last night, me MacBook was perfectly fine underneath it, no problem whatsoever. Um so yeah, it's just like having to have this again more expense, buy an extra gear. But if this is the stuff you're gonna hope on, you can't go into a game if it's lashing down without like protecting yourself in that way because if you don't then your gear is gonna get destroyed. And then Aye. you're going to end up being in a position where you can't do it because camera body's got too much water in oh, the lens, the goose, or whatever. So, um, yeah, I'd say if anyone's thinking about obviously doing that, um, check the think tank stuff out. And um, I'll let you speak. So I'm, I'm going to Google it. I'm going to need to find this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mac, the MacBook, so I can go. That's the name of it. So um, Right, I'll talk in here. So, um, the people who are like, you were listening to this thinking like, um, oh, it's raining, I better stop what I'm doing and not go. Um, yeah, basically, yes. But also, if you're out on it and it suddenly starts raining, then um, probably best to... These are the kind of nights where you have to be going and prepared regardless. Um, there's been a couple of instances where I've been caught up by the rain. I've had to wrap things up because I've just not been prepared and saw the weather. But nine times out of ten now these days, um, I'll be checking the weather if I'm going for an event, if I'm covering a golf event or a Morbeth event or if it's like a, a wedding or um, a concert or anything like that, it, the first thing I'll do is check the weather. And if it's raining, I'll go prepared. So it'll be either just... A, for me, a couple of elastic bands and a plastic bag around the camera tends to work for me. Like um, I know that George at Morbeth, he has like this, the same thing with his lenses but has like a, a cover for his, for his camera body. I bought a camera body... Uh, waterproof protector thing and I found it was utter shite it was awful like it was definitely a cheap and cheerful kind of thing it had like little arm slots for your hands to go in but you couldn't see what the fuck you were doing oh yes I know I've seen them before oh, yeah. honestly it was one of the worst things I've ever bought and it was like it covered your camera fine and even with the, the, the pole strings to, to go at the top of the lens it just still covered me lens so I end up like end up trying to like watch the game, trying to video this game through the the plastic sheet, which was hard enough to start with, but also have me hands through the slot, and also try and like adjust the lens to focus. Nightmare. Don't recommend. Um, for me, it's just just if if you know it's going to rain like that, then just can it or yeah, adapt. I'd say like those think tank. Um weather covers for like the lenses they're, they're great because obviously it does have like a clear like plastic visor where it connects into your hot shoe and then so if you wanted to see uh through your main camera like screen or whatever you can still kind of see what's going on or you can kind of flip it up and look use it as normal whilst it's still connected to your hot shoe so the main part of your full camera is still protected 
just the back end of it where you'll be looking through. It's obviously just with your face being planted against it, you should be okay. Um, they are brilliant. Um, I noticed uh, Amy, who covers the Wrexham games down. Yeah, I saw that. Way. She posted um, a four of herself, I think, again, carrier bags and God knows around that gear. Uh, I just give her like the messages, say like, look, check these out if you can. Um, it'll save you all the, the hassle from messing about with like white bags and God knows what. Um, once you've bought one, you'll you'll never need to use anything else in that way. Um, and just obviously while we're talking, the reason why I went back to it, I, I found it. It's called the iCap. It's uh, on Amazon. Probably get it somewhere else as well. But if you if you were looking for something to protect your um, laptop or whatever you need to use it, if you're out in any particular in the field and you've got like a like a, a table or a stool or you can rest against uh, the iCap on Amazon. Here's the thing: they're not cheap. I mean, I'm looking at one now for if you've got like a laptop, it's like thirty and a half inches or something. The cheapest one's eighty eight pound. Um, and they'll go up to about 104. So you've got like mini, medium, and max size, depending on what size um, oh, computer or laptop. They're not cheap, right? So, so they are, they're not cheap, but um, again, it's kind of like when I've been going to the games and you notice when the weather's bad, daft shite here is obviously just sitting there in the piss rain. <laughs> or like last season, where I'd have just if it got too much, I thought I'm not there, I'm just going to pack up and just kind of sit in the stand where I look at others and they're all using theirs. And it's a case of like thinking if I need to get to that next level, that's where I need to kind of aspire to, not so much spend more money, but if I need to protect my gear, if I'm going to be doing this on that type of like environment of agency work or whatever, you're going to have to invest in this type of thing. And it came well in handy last night because there wasn't a bit of water or whatever on me um, laptop. It, it was perfectly fine. That was soaking, but it's, it's that type of like metallic thing where you just chuck it back in the bag and by the time you get home, whack it across the pipes or use a hairdryer to dust all the water off and stuff. And it, it, again, it's just back to normal and just fold it back up. So that type of protection going into the winter months is um, so far just off the back of one gear um, coming real handy. I'm hoping that I don't have to use it as much because yeah. I want to be able to do this in like less lesser conditions. But at least I know if um, the worst is to happen, then I'm not going in for it thinking, oh, "I've got to do this and I'm going to be all my gear is going to be destroyed." Um, it's hopefully going to at least be protected for most of it anyway. Yeah, I think that's the the best thing you can do. It's another bit of kit that we've mentioned before. Um, it's not just with photo pill with the app. You've got that the the iCap there. Um, which again, the, all these little things that we mentioned during the podcast when you're getting started, it's it's not seen as you have to get these things, but if you do, you got to see it as an investment. So don't break the bank, but at the same time, don't buy cheap shit. Like you've learned, I've just when I told my story there about cheap shit for covering the camera and how just unless it's photography, um, it was a, a struggle. So don't look at these things and and cut and use it just to your budget. For for Ross, you know what he's doing agency work he has to have that kind of stuff at hand just to, to make sure he's just like delivering for me it's not so important because i do this recreationally and um i was a mouthful as well <laughs> um and just i'm doing it as a as a hobby and i don't really need the kit but if something like you know an event came about where i was getting paid to do it then yes i would probably invest in stuff like that but I figured that'll be a nice way to, to wrap this podcast up because we have been nearly going for nearly two hours. 
this is the longest podcast we've done. I had a feeling that this was going because when you sent us across like the points of interest, I went, this could be potentially our uh, longest episode. You thought about do we do it in a two part? I went, no, we'll just we'll just blast through it. And if people manage to get up to two hours, at least it's something in the background noise they could probably put on and listen. Like feel like they've got company. Aye, especially when they would hear me go off twice. Like, like. Well, to like, be fair, an hour and fifty minutes of it was your rant. Aye, <laughs> 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 so you got a bit of punch there, almost for you know, for the normal um, jibber jabber that we always talk about in the podcast. But that'd be a nice way to wrap it up, just to a lighter note um, on what we're. I think this episode's called what? What did I call this? Like the the good and the bad. Um. So. Yeah, so we'll wrap it up there, Ross. Um, if anyone's got any questions or if they want to, you know, fire some feedback, then check us out on social media. We're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook. Uh, we've, I've mentioned before, we saw a couple of stories come through. People listen to the podcast on their commute in the car or for a dog walk. So again, if you listen to this and you've got the, the app at hand, go on Spotify because I know you can do that now. Go on Apple Podcasts, give it a rating, give it a review. Give it a thumbs up. It doesn't have to be a very for forensic, deep-esque review. It doesn't have to be like, love the podcast, guys are great. Um, things like that, because it helps us out a little bit, because we're, you know, we're still branching out on there. Um, and yeah, maybe before we're out, what's the crack for this weekend for you? Um, we've got the Sullen versus Middlesbrough on Saturday early kickoff. I think it's half 12 or 12 o'clock. I'm sure it's half 12, I think, from memory. At the stadium of light, so I got me accreditation approved today for that. So again, looking forward to it. Early start, but I think weather conditions are looking good, so I won't have to use the ICAP. Hopefully not. <laughs> um, so there's that, um, and then Monday night, the under twenty ones are playing up Everton against Peterborough. So I'm going to venture up there to do that game. Um, again, weather permitting on that one. I think if any of the first team lads who don't feature in this weekend's game, they'll probably will feature in that one. So, a chance to do um, agency this weekend and also for me own enjoyment on the Monday night game. And really, that's I don't know if I've got anything, nothing planned out till um, towards the back end of the month because I know Sullen there's international break and I know Sullen have got two away games off the belt. I think it's Stoke and Leicester, I think, from memory. So, I haven't put myself down for them, um, so I've got nothing really planned until the very back end of the month. So really, I've got a, a quite a large gap to think, well, what can I do next? So I don't know if landscape's going to come back in, whether I do some nighttime stuff. I mean, if you're free, mate, and you want to head out. Oh, I, I think Sunday I can't do because I'm covering a golf. Um, I'm helping golf with a golf con- content creator, so that's me up at Rockcliffe Hall um, for the day. But Friday, Saturday, and then international week tends to be a bit of a lull period, but not in non-league. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're gonna look at doing something. We'll get the drones on, have a bit of a fly about if you want. Um, well, yeah, sounds good. Get something sorted out. Maybe do some street stuff. And I don't know. I don't know what your availability is like on if Morpeth are at home. Get yourself to Morpeth, mate. Um, well, that, that's just now you've said that, mate. So now, you know, usually in international weeks when. They always t- t- non-league focus day. on like non-league, like focus more on that. So um, there is no what games you've got coming up. I know it'll be obviously night games, but if there's by chance it falls on a Saturday or something, you play at home. 
Now I've got nothing on during the day. I could uh, venture up, but I'm sure we'll sort something I'll out. I'll have a look. Know, I'll have a look. Um, there's, I think there's quite a few home games we've got. Um, but I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let you know, regardless. But we'll figure something out. But that's, that's, that's as far as our plans are, really. So we'll just wrap it up there, shall we? Yeah, mate. All good. And um, I'll see, we'll see you in the next one. Like you say, I went from being a quiet week previously to this week of proper kicked off. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that, what, what's more we're going to talk about next time. I'm sure something, something's bound to happen. Oh, God. Always does. Yeah, so hopefully next week's episode's kind of like chilled. Um, maybe we're going to look at getting a guest. I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll, I, I definitely want to try and get a guest on at some point, but um, yeah, I know Ross is feeling we'll the same. We'll about this for on the run up yeah. so I, I know it, it, it's going to come soon who that will be I don't know but we've got a few people who we could potentially get to come on and share their stories if, you, if you're sick of hearing me and Michael talk shite which I have been for two hours nearly so. uh, we'll, we'll get somewhere I'll someone who shares their thoughts on whatever subject they're interested in and maybe they may share some new knowledge and new tips that we don't know about or we forgot about and Thought it wasn't worth a mention or whatever, but that said, yeah, we've got plenty of stuff uh, coming up soon on the channel. So just obviously look out for on uh, Spotify, Apple Music, the usual places. We'll always be posted up, and yeah, I mean that's that's it from me. If anything else you want to finish off on, nah, just um, be gentle if you're going to come at us about the the me rant. I'll let you decide which one. <laughs> but right, anyways, on that note. Thank you once again for, for listening. Um, sorry that it's a, a long one, but hopefully it's a one that you can look at it and go, I'm going to use that for the commute or the dog walk and break it up into different sections, which is great. Again, rate us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, and just tag us in pictures like we mentioned before. We'll want to see people take pictures and have a go. We'll share them on our social media platforms at uh, Howie the Togcast. Just look it up on the search bar. You'll find us near bother. Um and that's it from me. Um, so it's goodbye from me and goodbye from Ross. Yep. Thanks very much, everyone. See you later. See you next week, hopefully, for episode 13 of Hawaii the Talkcast. Have a good weekend. See you later.